Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. I'm going to finish with commentary on the State of the Union address of President Trump, the 2020 version, and then I will move on to other matters of import, which I have been neglecting while I've been focusing on this State of the Union address. So first, let me read through the very ending portion of the State of the Union so you get the flavor of it, and then come back and uh, comment on it. As the world bears witness tonight, America is a land of heroes. This is a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged, and where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt, of many great generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, and MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many more. This is the country where children learn names like Wyatt Earp, Davy Crockett, and Annie Oakley. This is the place where the pilgrims landed at Plymouth and where Texas patriots made their last stand at the Alamo, the beautiful, beautiful Alamo. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, lifted millions from poverty, disease, and hunger, vanquished tyranny and fascism, ushered the world to new heights of science and medicine, laid down the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers, and ladies and gentlemen, our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history. And we are making it greater than ever before. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. We are Americans. We are pioneers. We are the pathfinders. We settled the new world. We built the modern world, and we changed history forever by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. 
The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Thank you. God bless you. God bless America. So, beginning with the passage that I just read. As the world bears witness tonight, America is a land of heroes. This is a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged, and where legends come to life. And then, of course, he gives a laundry list of some hand-picked for inclusion in this. This is a place where greatness is born, a land of heroes. What about all of the pimps? What about all of the traffickers, the kidnapper, rapist, murderers? What about all of the destroyers? No, no, it's just a land of heroes, a place where greatness is born. Unlike the greatness that has been displayed by notable heroes of history, such as at the gates of Vienna, such as at the Battle of Tours, such as in the Holy Land. Great sacrificial heroism that was performed by people of faith at the battle to save Western civilization, to save Christendom that was fought at Vienna against the Muslim hordes of the Ottoman Empire that was fought again at the Battle of Tours, that was fought by the Crusades who have been so vilified and suffered such character assassination from cowardly revisionist historians and academicians who engage in indoctrination and propaganda unceasingly. These heroes were not American. But there would be no United States of America without them. Oh, there would be a continent peopled by ancestors of Elizabeth Warren, I suppose, But there would be no Western civilization left. There would be no Christendom. It would have been annihilated had it not been for the sacrifice of these. The king of Poland who came to the rescue of Vienna when it was on the verge of being annihilated 
by the overwhelming Muslim hordes. Europe again, saved from the brink of absolute totalitarian Islamo-fascist annihilation, saved by Charles Martel, Charles the Hammer, at the Battle of Tours in France, and saved for hundreds of years in the Holy Land by the extraordinary heroism, valor, courage, and self-sacrifice of those who engaged in the Crusades at great personal risk and loss and suffering, such as King Richard the Lionheart. But, no, it's all America. (laughs) This is the land of all lands, the place where greatness is born, it never would have been. This never would have been. There would have been no pilgrims at Plymouth. There would have been no revolutionary war against Britain because Britain would have been destroyed. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Again, this president, yes, (laughs) the words are crafted by the speechwriters, but they fit the man, the president, the braggart, the boaster, the liar, the man who is the furthest thing from imbued with godly wisdom or faith, deep understanding of history, to put it ever so gently, devoid of that and character, significant dearth of godly character, evidenced by himself and his heirs. But, (laughs) the toughest, strongest, fiercest, most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. You're leaving out a whole lot of people when you say that. And you're disparaging them. But our ancestors, yes, his ancestors, (laughs) our ancestors, braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, 
And on it goes. And ladies and gentlemen, our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history. I disagree with the wording of that statement, that sentence, when he says the most exceptional. It's simply a poor word to use. Substitute in amazing, incredible, all of these empty words. They're great for rhetoric, but The founders, and I don't mean those referred to as the founding fathers, I am not limiting it to them. It begins with the pilgrims and follows with the Puritans and carries on our ancestors built the most outstanding godly righteous republic ever. Oh, yes, but there was slavery. It wasn't brought in by them. But, so our ancestors, our ancestors, now he shifts. And we are making it greater than ever before. We have all of these outstanding, exceptional ancestors. But now we, you and I, we are going above and beyond them. Fascinating. Look at Donald Trump and compare him with his father. Oh, I know he's gotten to be President of the United States, but compare him with his father and mother, and there is no comparison. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. So back to our, it's our glorious and magnificent inheritance. Well, he owes everything that he has and has accomplished to his inheritance from his father and mother. But we are Americans. We are pioneers. Donald Trump is a pioneer. We are the pathfinders. We're finding the paths the paths that were left for us to find. We're not making paths, we're finding the paths. Fascinating. It's like science. Oh, not so very, very, very much of what is referred to nowadays as science, but it's like true science. The young people, the not-so-young people have been indoctrinated for so long to believe that science is something that it's not. But science, truly, is about observing what God created and recognizing it. 
and achieving some very limited understanding of it. And so pathfinders is not a terrible word to use here because, yes, exactly, we're not creating paths. We're just finding them. We settled the new world. Donald Trump was there when the new world was settled. We built the modern world. Donald Trump built the modern world. Good for him. We changed history forever. Now, he throws a sop to Christians by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. He pays momentary lip service to God in the context of building up the self-esteem of all people. And then, Do you notice? He segues once more to how wonderful and outstanding and glorious we are, you and I are. America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. Yes, as long as they're not crushed and prevented by persecution from rising, that is. But And here on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. Except for those who are slaughtered, who are murdered, who are destroyed, time and time and time again over the years. I have read of people with family businesses that have started small family businesses and are attempting to enjoy the pursuit of better things for their families, for their children, to create a future, only to be preyed upon, slaughtered and murdered and destroyed by some monstrous thugs. Invariably, in these cases, it is by inner-city gangs. But it doesn't have to be. They're all manner of gangsters in this nation now, including Mexican drug cartels operating freely here, Islamist terrorist cells, and so forth. But this nation is our canvas. Back to our. This nation is our canvas. Really, so we... We now are the artists that create our future. 
Fabulous. Unlike God being the author and finisher of every good work, it is man who is the measure of all things. Again, Donald Trump showing his true colors. As he displayed a couple days later at the National Prayer Breakfast. But this country is our masterpiece, not God's masterpiece, our masterpiece. We're responsible for it. We have imbued it with all of the natural resources, all of the natural beauty. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored, really striving here, the speechwriters striving to be so Reagan-esque. But he spoke from conviction. Was he always right in what he said? No. He was an eternal optimist, a cockeyed optimist. But, What he spoke was from his heart and from conviction. And when there were any words written that he used in his addresses, they were called from what he had written and spoken for decades. But not the case with Donald Trump. (laughs) They can't go back to such materials with him. But they can copy from Reagan. (laughs) And they can imitate. Why not? Bill Clinton absolutely focused for hundreds of hours on imitating Reagan. So, (laughs) why not Donald Trump with these Speeches, these glorious addresses. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. You know, if this nation is still standing when Donald Trump passes away, these things really need to be etched on his grave marker. They really do. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. No, it's not. But you see, when it comes to politics... And political speeches. Now, this is not a stump speech. It's not to be confused with a stump speech where you just hammer out a few 
things and you repeat them at every stop and so forth, and you don't want to go beyond three because people's attention spans and so forth, it just doesn't go well. So you need to limit it to three big ideas. Or if not big ideas, at least three big promises. Okay. The best is not yet to come. Look at this nation. The Democrat Party trotting out a sodomite with his sodomite partner in crime, whom he refers to as his husband. Abomination has become the theme of the times and is embraced by the Democrat Party. Why not? They should embrace it. They're the ones that pushed for this. They're the ones that agitated for this. They're the ones that conspired for this. So why wouldn't they embrace it? Thank you. God bless you. God bless America. Oh, my. All of our presidents reiterate, regurgitate that. God has blessed America. The only reason this nation is standing is because God has blessed it. But there is a limit. Unlike the limitless or unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored, there is a limit. A limit that God will tolerate. Now, if you talk about limits that are a result of man's polluting and destroying the earth, People will listen. And, oh, yes, oh, that is so. Oh, global climate change, global warming, greenhouse gases and the like, you know. Yes, the end is near because of man, because of overpopulation, and so it goes. With their indoctrinating propagandistic lines. But the reason that the future is brief and dark is because of our offense against God. The reason that the twin kingdoms of Israel and Judea perished was because of their rebellion against God. The reason that Europe has come as close as it has come to being overthrown and crushed under the boot of Islam is because of rebellion by so many against God. But God has saved it over and over and over again. Oh, well, talk about those things in some religious program. It doesn't have a place with regard to what's going on in this nation and in this world. Not much, it doesn't. Let's pigeonhole it in religion, under religion. And then all the enemies of God and of Christ, they can have everything else. As for God blessing America, even though there are many 
a great many who believe in God, worship God, obey God in this nation. Nonetheless, there's only so long that God will tolerate this. And every year it is worse. But our president would have us believe that it's just just going to be richer and richer, grander and grander, greater and greater, more glorious and glorious. Interestingly enough, William Evanina, he's the director of the National Counterintelligence and Security Center, and he said we had a horrible year last year in 2019. Before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever's lacking, erring, deficient, that is on me. That's due to me. That's my fault. I thought it was interesting a couple things that were stated concerning China that pertained to the terrible year of 2019 in counterintelligence, and also in previous years and in future years. Our president, he told us about how he had succeeded in really dealing tough with the communist Chinese and that the result of that was, ironically, according to him, the best relationship that we've ever had with China. Of course, we never refer to it as communist China. Never refer to it as a communist Chinese regime. But he's working closely with China, his administration is, with reference to this coronavirus, to stamp it out and so forth. But he boasted of his success in dealing with communist China and about this new agreement that was just signed and how he now, he was respected by the communist Chinese and now he had established this relationship with Xi Jinping that was the best ever by the United States of America with communist China. Even though Xi Jinping has made himself president for life, dictator for life, communist regime chief, emperor for life. But he's a buddy of the Donalds. At least he thinks so. But interestingly enough... I just thought this was fascinating that there was this statement that changing China's behavior, changing communist China's behavior, according to the Justice Department, 
has proven to be a real challenge. Oh, my gosh. Who would have dreamt that? How amazing. Who would have imagined that it would prove difficult to change communist China's behavior? Because that's diametrically contrary to what our president told us in the State of the Union address. But his Justice Department states that changing China's behavior has proven to be a real challenge. I've got news for you. It's going to prove a greater challenge than you can imagine. So here, our national security is threatened by these same actors, if you will, that I have referred to time and again, communist China, Putin's Russian regime, and then the comparative small fry, communist family business, North Korea, which is in fact, in point of fact, a wholly owned subsidiary of communist China and Russia. Those are the two superpowers responsible for their being the communist regime of North Korea. But, and then Iran, nuclear-powered Iran, which is buddies with Vladimir Putin, Islamist Iran, yes. But (laughs) communist China, and not just communist China, but Asia, Oriental Asia, historically, but communist China specifically, it engages in a whole-of-society approach. When it comes to espionage. And it is conducted by not just its spy agencies, of which we have so many here in the U.S., but it employs state-owned enterprises, businesses, corporations, private companies, students, researchers, academics, and it uses its thousands of talents program. But, oh no, we have the closest, friendliest, most respectful relationship that we have ever had. It was funny, I just read something a few days ago about the massive, massive Equifax breach of data, or data if you prefer, back in 2017 that was in point of fact committed by four members of the communist Chinese military hackers, but stole Hundreds, I was going to say hundreds of millions. That's not true. It was only about 150 million identities here 
from the United States of America, courtesy of Equifax. But meanwhile, speaking of this wonderful collegial relationship between the Donald and Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping's communist China's little satellite slave state of the Kim family's North Korean communist regime. Well, it has been engaging in this for some time, (laughs) forever, but it was stated by the UN in a report that North Korea imported refined petroleum in exchange for exporting hundreds of millions of dollars worth of coal. And they accomplished this feat courtesy of communist China, courtesy of communist Chinese barges. Shocking, really. Who would have imagined? Because after all, the Trump administration under the leadership of the Grand Poobah himself, Donald Trump, has of course encouraged communist China to apply pressure to North Korea. It is a hoot. But, from this report, quote, in 2019, the year just passed, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, North Korea. It did not halt its nuclear and ballistic missile programs. Shocking. Who didn't know that already? I love these things that come out of the UN that are supposedly so secret. You know, this bit about the Chinese barges. This has been reported over and over and over again. This with regard to not halting the illicit, they call it, right? Illegal nuclear and ballistic missile programs. We've seen the evidence of the continued test firings of ballistic missiles. We know that the nuclear program is full on ahead This is not news, but the United Nations, this is always the case with the United Nations, is that their closely guarded, closely held secret information is just rehashed stuff that is months and months and months and months old. But it's interesting that they finally get around to admitting these things just the same. And it was noted that despite North Korea's extremely extensive homegrown capabilities with reference to ballistic missiles, technology, and nuclear technology, and I happen to disagree that it's homegrown, North Korea is used by communist China. And they work hand in hand. 
But North Korea uses external procurement for various technological components and so forth. Fascinating. Just fascinating that the United Nations finally admits it. But this has been carrying on, this has been going on since North Korea became, since it came into existence courtesy of communist Soviet Union and communist China after World War II. But General Douglas MacArthur, who was a very flawed man and a flawed leader, a flawed general, who did so disastrously in the Philippines prior to being evacuated. And oh yes, he went back. You know, With the cameras rolling, he went back. But he was a glory hound, among other things. But he was brilliant, something this president is not. But he was prevented from dealing with the Communist Chinese and the Soviet Union the way that needed to be done. He was prevented, strong-armed, by little, little man complex Harry Truman, President of the United States of America, who recalled him and fired him. who had prohibited him from pursuing the enemy and destroying them. And North Korea is a legacy of Harry Truman. Every innocent person, every Christian that has been torturously murdered, torturously starved to death, frozen to death, all of their family members, the blood of all of them is on Harry Truman's head. This is not pertaining to dropping the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. This is about the Korean War that he stopped. But did not end, did not finish, did not win. And that legacy has continued to this day, not just there in North Korea, but in Vietnam, in the Middle East, and so forth. The coronavirus, when I referred to it, when I mentioned it, made commentary on it many programs ago, I stated that it was just the tip of the iceberg. That what we were being told about it, what we were being shown with regard to casualties, infections, and so forth, it was only the tip of the iceberg. 
and that this was due to be a pandemic. That's back before much in the way of information had gotten out and about. There's been much more since then. And now, fascinatingly enough, the Director General of the World Health Organization, can we all say United Nations here? (laughs) You know? Again, now, he states, we may only be seeing the tip of the iceberg. Oh, thank you, Director General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus. Thank you so much. I don't know what the current numbers are. I know as of a few days ago that total reported cases was above 40,000. And the fatalities were in the proximity of 1,000. Last I knew, it was supposedly limited to 18 nations outside of communist China. But I suspect it's beyond that now. And we've seen this voyage, this terrible voyage of this great cruise ship that has been quarantined and that this virus has been infecting many people there. And yet, fortunately, last I saw on that, it was supposedly only 50 people out of all of the people on that cruise liner. Hopefully that's the case. I know that it was just welcomed into port by a nation. Hopefully that will not be a fatal mistake. I mentioned previously about the Islamists, the black Islamists in Africa slaughtering the Christians. This goes back to the most horrendous, monstrous case of Sudan. More than two million Christian men, women, and young people slaughtered, torturously slaughtered. Men crucified, nursing mothers' breasts hacked off so they couldn't nurse their babies, little boys taken into slavery. Girls as young as eight or nine, the age that that great false prophet Muhammad was fond of, enslaved and used as concubine wives. All the black Islamists and Islam, period. But just a reign of terror... throughout so much of Africa. Eastern Africa, Sudan, Somalia, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Egypt, Libya, Morocco, and so forth, and on around 
to the western side. Nigeria, Congo, and what have you. Just absolutely monstrous. So, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, these Islamist terrorists, who are referred to as extremists or militants, hacked to death somewhere between two dozen and three dozen, depending on which report you go by, including a Christian pastor, led by Musa Baluku, known for committing mass rape, mass kidnapping, mass murder, as well as slavery, Colin Kaepernick, and indoctrination. Your kind of people, Colin. But, again, slaughtering men, women, young people, children, Massacring them. Hell bent on annihilating the Christians. On expunging Christianity. But the definitive number of the most recent attack, which was approximately January 31st of this year, was supposed to have been three dozen. But there have been hundreds, thousands. But that's the Congo. Meanwhile, in Nigeria, where there has been so much of this, the Fulani nomadic herders who are Islam East, they slaughtered somewhere between two dozen to thirty two people. But they did not use machetes, they used AK forty sevens and so forth. Perhaps you saw word from Republican Senator Susan Collins that she had received death threats following her votes to acquit President Donald Trump. She has a campaign coming up, (laughs) an election coming up sometime soon but not one of my favorite politicians, not one of my favorite people. But she has received at least three death threats that are deemed highly credible by the FBI. 
and are being investigated. That for voting to acquit President Donald Trump. Oh, but where is the tolerance? Where is the understanding? Oh, the terrible Republicans. Oh, my. Usually I don't pay much attention to headlines, but they've been so funny uh, lately. (laughs) This one was speaking of that the Democratic field is so flawed that even Joe Biden has a chance. I, just too funny. Bernie Sanders, he thundered while campaigning that this is the campaign of energy. Klobuchar, Amy, she roared into contention in New Hampshire. And so it goes. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.